The Free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. G'day, Matt G's with you on today's 2020 podcast. Just a reminder, you can catch the full program every weekday on the Vision Radio Network on the wireless from 8 in the West, 9.30 Central and 10 Eastern Standard Time. And of course, you can stream it live via our free mobile app. Many across Australia are preparing to mark Anzac Day on Thursday, a significant day in our national history. Churches will, of course, be involved, whether it be in the manner of providing tea and coffee at local ceremonies or with local clergy offering a reflection. But a Brisbane CBD church just half a block from the city's Shrine of Remembrance is opening its heritage-listed doors so that the public can come, sit and reflect. They're also celebrating their own personal link with the Anzacs in a special communion service. I spoke with the Minister of St Andrews Uniting Church in Brisbane, Reverend Bruce Johnson, about why and what they're doing. St Andrews Uniting Church is half a block from the Shrine of Remembrance in the inner city of Brisbane. And um, it occurred to me that for many people involved in the Anzac Day public ceremonies, it's a very emotional, significant time for them. And it occurred to me that it would be good to provide a space where people could, at the end of the the march and the, the public ceremony, have a space where they could just come and sit quietly and reflect on their own experiences. And so it seemed convenient to open our church to allow that to happen. It's significant for St Andrews Uniting Church because we also have within the church a side chapel that's um, designated as the Ernest Merrington Memorial Peace Chapel. And the Reverend Dr Ernest Merrington was a former minister of this congregation and he was also a chaplain um, to the armed forces at Gallipoli. And so we see some great possible connections and that it may be significant for people to come into a place like this. What were some of the reasonings behind uh, the church actually being involved, other than just the fact that you know, you're not far from the Shrine of Remembrance? Was there a theme there you're thinking, well, you know, there's got to be more to this than just uh, an opportunity for the church to be open the doors? Yes, well, in the chapel, one of the things that I discovered when I came here, there was a photograph of Reverend Ernest Merrington conducting communion at Gallipoli on the shores of Gallipoli itself. And in a display case there were the communion vessels that he was using during that service and that presumably he used during his time as a military chaplain. And it just occurred to me that that would be of great significance to people who are interested in the history of Australia's engagement in military service. And in that chapel, there are also honour rolls listing the names of men and women who were part of the St Andrew's Presbyterian Church, as it was then, and the Brisbane City Congregational Church, men and women who'd served in the First World War, and they're on display. I also discovered here that one of the members has done significant historical research on all those names, and that they had information about these individuals, some correspondence from them and loved ones, 
And, and I just thought this was a great treasure that needed to be shared with the wider community. And so I suggested the idea of this opening up and that maybe on Anzac Day I could conduct a um, short communion service using those actual vessels that had been used there at Gallipoli. So that's how the idea began. Bruce, how much do you know about uh, Ernest Merrington? Uh, you said that he was a former minister of the church that you're now the minister of and from the photograph, obviously, was involved in military chaplaincy. But how much more do you know about him? Well, I, I must say I haven't done a whole lot of research. I, I've gone on to the internet and, and done a search and discovered some things about um, where he'd served. He was, he was also involved in the establishment of the first theological college for the Presbyterian Church here in Queensland. And I know that Emmanuel College out of University of Queensland has his name up there as one of its founding board members. And he also, I discovered, wrote a hymn that was written when this church celebrated its 50th anniversary. And that hymn was in the Australian hymn book. It's not now in the um, the new Together in Song, but it was a hymn that was a hymn of praise for this country that we live in. It's a, it's a wonderful hymn. Um, we've used it on occasion here. Um, and I'm sure that we'll find a way of incorporating that on Anzac Day. He sounds to me to be a, quite an interesting um, character and had a very wide-ranging ministry in the life of the church and the wider community. Okay. Now, from the church community perspective, uh, what were some of the reactions when you uh, mentioned this idea and, and took the idea to your congregation to say, would you be interested in doing this? I think at first they were a bit surprised because they simply... You know, it's sat there for so long, they've just taken it for granted. They've, they've really got keen about it, and so we've got a, a quite a number of people who are, have volunteered to be here as guides and support people that day. They're going to provide tea and coffee and uh, Anzac biscuits. So they're uh, all getting organised to make plenty of Anzac biscuits for people who would like to come and and have a tea and coffee and Anzac biscuit while I sit quietly in the church. They've also produced an audio-visual that shares some of the story of those people on the honour rolls that they that will have playing during the day. And one of the other wonderful gifts is that a former RAF bomber pilot um, has donated all his medals, beautifully framed and presented for the church's archives, and we'll have that on display that day as well. So, so they they... I think, realise that, yes, they do have these treasures that they'd taken for granted and they're quite happy to, to see the opportunity of them being shared with the wider community. Now, Bruce, aside from the historical aspect of uh, what Anzac Day is to your church congregation, what are some of the ways that you're hoping you might be able to, I guess, communicate that message of Christ's love and grace to those that come and visit the church on Anzac Day? Yes, one of the things, and, and this is where there's a, a lovely connection between sharing communion and our remembering. One of the important theological aspects for our church is that in sharing the communion of bread and wine, in this act of remembrance, we're not just remembering something that happened in the past, but the past and the present are becoming one. We actually enter into fellowship with all the communion of saints, and share that very life of Christ that he offered there at the Last Supper with his disciples before his death. And in many ways, when people 
in this country celebrate Anzac Day, they're actually reliving their relationships and their memories of, of loved ones, family members, friends who've served this nation and given of their lives. And so I think particularly I noticed in the campaign that Legacy runs, Raise a Glass, they're, they're inviting people to, to relive their relationships with those that have died and recognise that what we do now is honouring to them in the way we live our lives and the way we care for one another. And so it seems to me that there's a way of helping people to engage with, with what Jesus Christ um, means for us in a real way as it connects with something that's deep and and very significant for many Australians. And you hope that those that uh, to visit the church on Anzac Day will be able to find that link between the two? I'm hoping that, that through the sharing of communion service, I'll try and articulate something of that. I don't want it to be a long service, and there won't, certainly won't be a long sermon of me ranting on about all my understanding, but I trust that as people come, they spend time in reflection, become interested in the heritage and the historical information, that um, the Spirit will work within them and help them see and, and maybe uh, spark or renew something of their own faith and their trust in Christ. Well, Bruce, for our Brisbane listeners who uh, may be taking part in the Anzac Day March or, or going along as a spectator, what time will the church be open? We plan to have the church open between 11am and 2pm and so people are free to just come in any time they feel and, and spend as long or as short a time here as they like. Uh, and if if they would like to be part of that communion service um, we'll begin that at 12.30 Reverend Bruce Johnson, thanks very much for uh, for giving us a little bit of your understanding as to the importance of Anzac Day for your church's congregation. Thank you Matt, um, I really appreciate the opportunity to share the story and I hope that other people in Brisbane find it as fascinating and interesting as I have in discovering some of the things that are part of the history of this church Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au and remember Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.